0: the bread of life never goes stale and the water of life never gets stagnant that our Lord Jesus Christ is the living word and so they acted like God was telling the truth and that their circumstances was telling them a lie.
1: Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller and glad that you're with us today. Uh, Pastor, we've been looking at what do we do when our back is up against the wall? And uh, you just said a moment ago they acted like God was telling the truth and that their circumstances was telling them a lie. Uh, is that a little bit of the okay, let's fake it till we make it? Well, no, no, not actually, because
0: Faking it until I make it, I don't have a basis uh, on which uh, to put my fake. Uh, okay, but, yeah. You know, I mean, because if I'm faking it till I'm making it, it just means just then I'm pretending. It's like positive thinking. You know, uh, I mean, it's like uh, the positive thinker that died and went to hell. He put his hands over his eyes and he said, it's not hot and I'm not here. It's not hot and I'm there. You know, it takes more than that, Steve. Yeah. You know, that that I do have a basis uh, in the word of God. And so I do believe And my little phrase is, you know, live by my revelation, not my situation. I say it all the time that I need to understand That if I stand on what God has said. Now, Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel, they're believing what God told them. And they're acting as if God is telling the truth. Hmm. And what's their circumstances? Three enemies. And we have three enemies, too. The world, the flesh, and And the the devil. devil. Amen. Our infernal enemy, our internal enemy, and our external enemy. And you know what each of them want to do for us. Our internal enemy, the flesh, uh, it wants to uh, allure us. Uh, our external enemy, the world, wants to pour us. And our infernal enemy, the devil, wants to devour us. Hmm. And you going to say nothing, Steve? <laughs> I, I said, I said, divorce Yeah, you well, did. Well, if the rappers can do it, how come preachers can do, 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 do exactly. it? Exactly. I was just giving just you a pass it, right there, uh, man. I appreciate I it. I, 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 that. I was <laughs> to call you out on that.
1: This national radio, I'm going to let it go. <laughs> if,
0: if you want people to think, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, and so the the basic difference is I have a foundation. Uh, Psalm one nineteen. Man, I was reading through it this morning. Wow. It's like I delight in thy law, and and uh, I believe it's around one fifty six to one seventy six uh, near the end where he says he talks about all the calamities going through, and he says, "Yet I will trust your word." Yeah. So he's saying, "I'm going through all of this. I just need a word. I just need a word from God, a promise that'll carry me through, and that I could stand on it, because the word of God is eternal. It's immutable." There's four things that God never does. God can't lie, God can't die,
1: God can't try, and God cannot deny himself. Hmm. Well, that's something that uh, I think we can all take with us today, but uh, we're just getting started. So let's open our Bibles to Second Chronicles chapter 20 as uh, we continue this message when your back is up against the wall. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: And he says, Listen, you need to understand what I'm going to do in the midst of your current circumstance. So I'm going to give you a promise. Man, a promise. Now, now now what's it designed to do? Now, if you don't get this, you're going to miss everything. Why did God give them this promise? Because He wants to change their outlook by telling them their outcome. Let me say it on this side. He wants to change their outlook by telling them their outcome you say how in the world verse uh, uh, 3a and Jehoshaphat feared Uh, So the outlook looked bleak. But then he gives them the promise in 13 through 17. And then what happens in verse 20? And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Decoah. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, O ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord thy God, so shall you be established. Believe His prophets, so shall you prosper. I want you to see what happened to him. I want you to see that his outlook was bleak in verse 3. He was afraid. He was scared. But in verse 20 now, he does not talk about the enemy. He's talking about, listen, let me tell you what I found out when God gave this promise in 13 through seven. It doesn't just apply to our three enemies, the Ammonites and the Moabites, the Termites, the Shilites, and the Mosquito Bites. It just doesn't (laughs) refer to them. No, no, no. Every area of your life can prosper when you believe the the promise that, in other words, he took it further than the enemy that was present. He said if God can do this, then he can do that. Because whatever God did back then, God can do now. And whatever God does now, he can do it in the future. Can I get a witness? (laughs) Yeah, And, and so what do you want them to do? You can't let your right now stop your not yet. See, if you focus on the not yet, it'll ruin. I mean, if you focus on the right now, it'll ruin your not yet. But if you focus on the not yet, it'll change your right now. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Help me preach this. Neighbor, Neighbor. you you can't embrace your destiny holding on to your history. Yeah. I, I was watching uh, the Discovery Channel. I love Discovery Channel. So the guy gets on he says, uh, today we're going to talk about and then he talks about it. And I'm wondering, okay, what are we going to talk about today? And he says, the shark. And then he said something that was just interesting to me. He said, sharks grow in direct proportion to the environment in which they are placed. I said, oh wow, that's, that's interesting. He said, so when you take a shark and put him in an aquarium then he grows in proportion to the environment which means then he only grows two to four feet he will be two to four feet for the rest of his life because of the aquarium environment he said but you could take that same shark even if he's grown and put him in the ocean And he will go from four feet to eight to 14 feet. Because you've increased his environment. You increase his capacity for growth. I said, look what God is doing. See, their destiny has been downsized because of their environment. But God places them in the ocean of his promise, takes them from the aquarium of their problems, and their faith grows. Look what happens, verse 3, verse 20. uh, Faithlessness turns into faithfulness. Verse 3, verse 20. Flight turns into fight. Fearfulness turns into fearlessness. Sadness turns into gladness. Worry turns into worship. And a pity party turns into a praise party. Why? Because God changed their outlook by telling them their outcome. And once they knew their outcome, their outlook changed. Is there anybody in here that came for a change today? Is there anybody here that you need a a better outlook? I came to tell you about your outcome. I don't know what you're going through and what you came in struggling with today. That's your outlook. But I tell you, you got a better outcome. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy, I came to tell you, it's morning, it's morning, it's morning, it's morning. morning. Hmm. Now that's what the power is. Of the promises of God help us do they help you live the hereafter here and now yeah. say uh, help me understand okay let me see if I can it gives you power to walk on what you used to sink in ask Peter ask Peter yeah. it gives you power to be steady on stuff you used to slide on You don't believe me, ask Abraham, ask Abraham. It gives you power to be over stuff that you used to be under. You don't believe me, ask Moses, ask Moses. It makes you victorious over stuff that used to vanquish you. You don't believe me, ask David. It makes you included in things that you used to be left out of. You don't believe me, ask Jephthah. It makes you calm about stuff that used to work your last nerves. Ask anybody in the Bible. In verse three they were ready to run like scalded dogs yeah he changed their outlook by telling them their outcome and he does the same thing for you and i remember what happened when the 10 spies came back with a bad report only two came back with a good report now you know remember what i did before what i do before i read 10 names to you remember that and i asked you how many could recognize any of them all 10 names nobody raised their hand Nobody, Not even the walking Bible. I said Joshua and Caleb, how many heard of them? And raise their hand. Why? Because those 10 men came back with a bad report. And so Joshua and Caleb came back with a good report. This is what they did. They believed that God was telling the truth even when their circumstances said God is telling a lie. That's what I want you to do today. That's all I want you to take out of here. I don't know what your circumstance is, but I want you to call it a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and every circumstance a liar. Let God be true and every devil in hell be a liar. Let God be true and every saint that doesn't agree with him, let them be a liar. I believe the word of God. I need some folks to stand up and believe with me. That we're going to trust God even when we can't trace him. So we can't trace his hand, but we can trust his heart. That's right. Amen. Amen. We're going to believe. We're going to believe the turnaround, the, the, the murder rate. We're going to believe. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It only matters who's in God's house. That's it. Thank you so much. Amen. God bless you. And so what did they do? They acted like God was telling the truth. Uh, These farmers, they got together, and they said, we're going to pray for rain. And they they all came together. They're coming out of a three-hour prayer meeting. And one of the farmers' little five-year-old boys said, how did the prayer go, Daddy? I wish I could have came and prayed for rain. And so his daddy said, everything went well, son. He looked at the 20-something men coming out. He said, Daddy, what's going on? His dad said, what do you mean? All of you just pray for rain. Yes. He said, well, where are your umbrellas? (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to pray for rain, bring an umbrella.
1: You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called When Your Back is Up Against the Wall from Second Chronicles 20. We're going to get back to this teaching in just one moment. If you're ever in the Chicago area, you can always visit Christ Bible Church of Chicago and hear Pastor Ford speak live. You can get information at our website. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the About link. And if you want to check out the books that Pastor Ford has written, most of them on marriage or relationships, Come to the website and click on the Books by Pastor Ford link on the left side of the homepage. You can see the titles available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Again, it's treasuredtruthradio.org. Let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford.
0: Yeah, do you really believe God's going to turn that spouse around? Do you believe that God is going to turn that child around? Do you yes. believe God for that job, that business, that healing? Do you really believe God? <laughs> then act like it. Yeah, don't throw away the baby with the bathwater. We're always talking about, you know, we ain't part of the prosperity gospel and all that. Hey, you know, somebody asked me, well, why is it seen that they're prospering? I'm going to tell you why. Because there are business people who prosper because they tithe, and there are Christians who don't because they don't. Because it's a principle that God has given There are people, you don't believe this, there are people who have better marriages than 80 to 85% of all believers. You wanna know why? Because they do what this book says when it comes to honoring and loving and respecting and nurturing. There are Mormons and they are a cult. Uh, But you know what they focus in on? Family, and you know what? A lot of their families are better than ours. now they're going to hell. But right now they're living, they're loving their wives better they're loving their children better. Hey, let me tell you what their children have to do. You know, we tell somebody, uh, uh, send your child a Moody Bible and say, oh, you can't make no money going to Moody Bible Institute. Uh-uh. Yeah, well, guess what? Every Mormon young person has to do two years of mission work before they ever go to do anything else. Two years. And this, this six flat over here, there's two of them in here every year. Now they stop coming cause I always change my message when they come. I always just go straight salvation. No matter what I was preaching. I wing it. Cause the Holy Ghost will put words in your mouth when you're trying to glorify God. Amen. Y'all say, hey, I thought he said he was going. No, I see two, two Mormons back there. I'm preaching the gospel and I'm going to give it to them over and over and over again. Amen. Because they, they had the nerve enough to come up in here. We got to have nerve enough to tell them what the truth is. Yeah. yeah. You ain't worried about people walking out on you. I ain't never been worried about people walking out on me. Amen. I preach so that people could walk out on me. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. Look at, look at this situation. It's the, it's the situation. This, so it's the same old situation. It's the same old enemy. It's the same old odds with the same old intent with the same old people in the same old place, but you got a new promise. Yeah. You got a new promise. You know, uh, Pastor Walter Carter, uh, at the seven last words, he was the sixth uh, word. I was the seventh word. And everybody was on time. Everybody had 15 minutes. Everybody kept the time, But he, but, but, but Pastor Walter, he took three minutes of my time. You say, you ain't gotten over it yet? That was way back in March. I know, but it taught me a lesson. It taught me a lesson. Amen. You don't like nobody taking your time. Don't you take somebody else's time and don't be trying to keep them for all the time because some of us preachers are just like Pharaoh. Don't want to let God's people go. Uh, but he closed, it was so powerful. He said, I-, I was in an automobile accident, I'm praising God, I didn't get hurt, but my car got totaled. And because it was a hoopty, I thought, oh man, I- I'm going to have to sh- borrow some money because I have to get around. I was trying to hold off. He said he had made the last payments, but you know how it is. Just when you make that last payment, everything breaks down. And, and so what happened? He-, he said, he said, he said, Uh, And so I'm going around. I have to borrow some money off my father-in-law, mother-in-law, all that kind of stuff, get get me a vehicle to run. And then I got a call from the insurance company. And they said to him, Pastor Carter, are you ready to get yourself another car? He said, yeah, but what do you mean? Uh, uh, You know, I don't have the money for it. You don't need the money for it. He said, what do you mean I don't don't need the money for it? Because you had gap insurance. You remember when I told you uh, you ought to get gap insurance and uh, you, you, you did it? He said, "I didn't know what it was." You said, "I ought to get it." Yeah, you, So I just got it. He said, "He said, well, what is gap insurance? Guaranteed auto protection. So since you totaled your car, this this insurance says you will get whatever amount your car cost you when you got the insurance, so that you can get another one of the same equivalence." He said. He starts shouting. He starts yes, shouting. Yes he said and then I realized the problem was I already had the policy it was already written what I needed to know was in there but because I hadn't read it because I hadn't read it I hadn't discovered that this was a part of it and so here I am thinking that I had lack when I really had abundance thinking that I was going to be left out when I really was kept in you understand what I'm trying to say do you understand the words that are coming from my mouth that the problem with many of us is we have it in the agreement we just don't know what's in there That's good this is it yeah I say it all the time can I say it again say say it again see there you said say it again didn't even know what I was going to say aren't you glad that the word of God has no expiration date You know what? The bread of life never goes stale and the water of life never gets stagnant. That our Lord Jesus Christ is the living word. And so they acted like God was telling the truth and that their circumstances was telling them a lie. Here's the first indication of whether or not you really believe the word of God. You know what it is? You change your walk to match his word. And there's some crazy stuff in the Bible. As a pastor, I'll have to admit it. That's crazy. Joshua, uh, I want you to go into the land, Jericho, with the Jerichoites, uh, the baddest brothers in the land. Start with them first so that everybody will know uh, you didn't do it. It had to be me. And so walk around the wall. Walk around the wall. That don't even make sense. And I done told you plenty of times. That's why God told them to shut up because you can you imagine Christ's Bible church walking around the wall. We walking, following Pastor Joshua, walking around the wall. Oh, man, this don't make sense. Ain't nobody ever won a war like this. This is crazy. Second day. I look, Nick, somebody else joined in. That's why God said, tell them to shut up. Don't say nothing. Why? Because they have been talking. Oh, man, my feet are talking. My corns are hurting and everything. They don't see my legs swollen up here walking. This, this don't make Them people laughing at us, man. Then seven days, seven times? But they believed it. And the wall fell down. And guess what? it didn't fall out on them it fell in on the enemy it says they walked up and in the city on the wall you ain't getting this the thing that was designed to keep them out was the thing that God used to let them in the thing that should have prevented them is the very vehicle that God used to get them in you ain't praying with me yeah He does it all the time. Joshua and Caleb, uh, it's time for the the land to be uh, distributed. Uh, Let's do it by lots. That's shooting dice. Okay, well then, uh, okay, Caleb, come on. It's time for you to shoot dice. I ain't shooting dice. Because 45 years ago, God said to me, uh, since I came back with a good report, I get the mountain that I gave a good report about. That was 45 years ago. They said, wait a minute, there are giants up there and you're an old man. He said, as my strength was then, even so my strength is now. That is, I, it was God who empowered yes. me 45 years ago. Yes. It's God who empowered me now. I, you know, I'm going to take that hill because God gave it to me by promise. You get that? And so he said, no giants in the land are going to keep that promise from happening. My age is not going to keep that promise from happening. In other words, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has everything to do with what God promised.
1: do you love That character Caleb in the Bible, one of my favorites, the fact that even in his old age, he was strong and he knew that God could do whatever God promised that he was going to do. Our message today comes from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It's called When Your Back is Up Against the Wall, and it's part of a a little bit longer of a series. So if you ever miss any of these programs, come to our website and listen online. Our website address is treasuretruthradio.org. While you're there, you can always give us some feedback. Let us know where you're listening and why you're listening and what sort of difference it makes in your life. We heard from Vicki not that long ago, and Vicky writes, Dear Pastor Ford, I listen to you in Freeport, Illinois, and I'm so thankful for you and your ministry. I love your sense of humor and your entire way of preaching. Thank you for all you do, praying for you, your wife, your family, and your ministry. God bless. Well, Vicki, thank you for letting us know that you're out there, that you're listening, and that you're praying. And, uh, yes, we often think about your financial support and ask you for that, but I want to ask you for your prayers today. Would you pray for the ongoing uh, teaching ministry of Pastor Ford, for the ongoing radio ministry of Moody Radio? We really do covet your prayers. And do ask you for your support as well, because we're able to bring you Pastor Ford's teaching and all the programming that you hear on this station because of your generous giving. So if you are benefiting from listening, would you give a gift of support today? Come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the link that says Make a Donation. There you can give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. That's at treasuredtruthradio.org and make a donation. Thanks for doing that, and thanks to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.